Well, hey there, everyone. This is Dave DeBow with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. And today we have a special treat. I'm really looking forward to our conversation today because I am interviewing the single mom millionaire. And this is Sadna. So, Sadna, where are you calling in from today? I am in Toronto, Canada. Toronto, Canada. I'm in Kamloops, Canada. So, two fellow Canadians meeting and chatting via the interweb. Gotta love technology. So, Sadna is a very, very experienced and accomplished real estate entrepreneur. And I really, I, I don't want to take away her thunder because the way she got into real estate is very, very inspirational. Being a single mom with three teenage male children, that's challenging enough. A full-time job and then creating a very, very lucrative real estate portfolio. Sadna, how did you get, how did this all come to pass? Oh, my Lord. Well, when I became single, we'll call it, I had no choice. I had three kids at the time who were we're heading into teenage years and stuff. And I looked at them and I'm like, I need to pay for these guys tuition. I need to pay for the cars for these guys. How am I going to do it on my income of fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 a year, which is not a lot of money these days. And so and I started, I'm sorry. And that was before taxes too. So that's true. That's so true. So for me, I was just always looking for extra ways to make money. Because, I mean, I could see the expenses coming. Like, you know, when the kids are small, they're happy with the loony and the toonie. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> then they start into the fives and the twenties, and then it becomes thousands. And I'm like, there is no way I can do this. So I was always looking at different ways. So what I started off with was doing second mortgages. Hmm. And then I would borrow the money. At that time, the line of credit used to be 6%. And then I would lend it out at 12 or 14% on a second mortgage. So making that difference like 8%. So that's how I started in real estate. Then, So how the heck did you hear about that? How did you hear about second mortgages? That's usually something people get into after they've done a few deals. How did you hear about doing that first of all? Well, I work at a law office. So I remember... Um, I mean, I've done real estate as for clients, but I never thought about doing it for myself yeah. until this one real estate agent came in and he said he had a client for um, a church for a client and churches cannot get a conventional mortgage. So they were looking for a second mortgage. So I went in halves with him. That was my very first second mortgage and we made good money on that. The mortgage they had it out was at 3%. We ended up getting it at a discounted price and stuff. So I made probably around 17000 in one year for a $100,000 mortgage. Were you using your home equity line of credit? Is that what you were doing? Yes, okay. yes. When my husband left, he left me with a home, a mortgage, some credit card debt, some family debt as well. So I was able to refinance my house for just a little bit more than, and then I was able to use that money in, for the second mortgages. All so that's right. how it started. 
And, and then, then how did it actually get into buying properties? When did you? That's what I was going to say. So I was thinking like, you know, every at the year end, I would say like, you know, 8,000, 10,000, I was making extra in addition to my income. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking, okay, this is still not enough. Like there is no way I can take three kids, pay for my house, pay for my car and the whole thing. And then another good day, another client came in and she was signing up documents for a property in Cornwall. And I'm looking at her mortgage and her mortgage payment was something like $350. I had never heard of that, like because the properties, I guess, in Cornwall, Ontario were cheaper. And that's when I started talking to her and she intrigued me. She invited me to her house. And my journey started with, I think my very first event that I attended was Darren Weeks out from BC. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, from from Alberta. Yeah. So, wow. That, well, that's not... So what year was that approximately? I'm going to say 2008-ish. Okay. All right. Very good. I started learning about real estate about 2008, 2009. And I think I did my very first deal in 2009 and went on to buy real estate. And I think by 2012, I had 18 properties. Holy smokes. You didn't fall out. And then I was talking to my mentor and he asked me, and I actually had to write down what do I own? Before that, I didn't know I had 18 properties. And I think I just froze. I was like, I don't need this much stuff. What am I doing this for? I don't need this much. And then I just, like I said, I just stopped buying. I mean, and then gradually as the kids went to school, I mean, I have two kids, two boys who went on to med school, one who did his MBA so as time went along, I sold some, took some equity out. And I mean, I mean, that was my whole reason for getting into real estate to pay for my kids tuition and stuff. And I was able to do that. So now I can proudly say I have two doctors and one MBA and all paid for. Well, congratulations. That is an amazing accomplishment in a relatively short period of time. And getting kids through medical school ain't cheap. My goodness. I, I don't, I, I don't. I still feel the bruises sometimes. <laughs> I'm sure you do. And uh, like, how much does it cost to put a kid through medical school these days, roughly? Well, my oldest one, I'm gonna say it was close to four hundred thousand. Oh my god! Wow. Yes, and my second one is in Halifax. He's at Dalhousie, so he was able to get his own line of credit because he is in Canada. And my third one actually went to Northwestern, which I'm not sure if you know, it's one of the top five schools for management. Uh So he got a scholarship for his tuition, but then we had to pay for his expenses and stuff. Yeah, which which isn't cheap either. And the first one that was 400,000, where did he go to school? He went to Grenada and then the US. So it's like a joint thing. So they're in England, then they're in the States, and then one year they're in Grenada, so it's like all over the place. Over. But it sounds like American prices. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes. So, I mean, you know, now I feel like they're done. I feel free. I can travel a lot more. But, I mean, you know, real estate has honestly allowed me so much freedom that I cannot thank God enough. And you know what? If I didn't, I mean, I so many times think, like, how does a single mom, am I – really worthy of all of that because I mean for my youngest one to get a full scholarship and that's like 145,000 US dollars it sometimes makes me want to cry like 
Yeah. How did I do it? Like it, it wasn't me. It was definitely not me. There was, there was something helping you along the way. That's wonderful. Most uh, definitely. So, so sad now. So when I was reading a little bit about your background, again, you you were working in a law firm. You're not a, you weren't a lawyer. You're a legal clerk. Is that correct? Yes. 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 So you're not the highest paid person in the office by any stretch. No. I would venture to say your net worth is probably way up there compared to the other people in your office. Are you still are you still working at that job or are you full time? I am. I do enjoy my job a lot. I am working there. My net worth, you asked, I would say it's I'm gonna say close to somewhere between two and a half to three million. Yeah, well I'm I wasn't actually actually I was just gonna say I bet you it's it's more than most of the lawyers in the office. I would agree with you. <laughs> Which I don't openly disclose at the office. No, open. you probably don't. So they have no yeah. idea. So one thing that when I was reading a little bit about your background, you've done most of your deals using other people's money. So tell us a little bit about that. That's that's something I'm always very curious about. How did you, you know, how did you get your, you probably had enough capital to do your first deal or two, but how did you start raising money to do your deals? My very first house that I bought, I will tell you, I bought it for $5,000. Wow. Where was that one? That was in Sault Ste. Marie. It's a small town up north. Yeah. And I bought it on a tax sale. And I still own that house. I've fixed it up and it rents for seven ninety, dollars almost $800 a month. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, that's just one example. But I think... And then I've done so much stuff. Like, you know, I've done joint ventures. I I bought a 10plex. It was an eight-unit building and a duplex where I got the vendor to give me the money for the down payment and for the closing costs. Nice. Was that another and small I, deal? It is. It is. I mean, I've since then, but also what I was going to say is in the bigger towns, because I made bigger gains, I had to sell those, as I said, in order to pay for tuitions for my children, right? right? Or my little one's expenses and stuff. So these smaller ones, they have, I get a higher monthly cash flow and they're just sitting there. I don't care if they don't grow. It's just giving me money. Like if I wanted to retire, I can retire right now with the cash flow. Like I am financially free. Like I get enough money for my expenses from my real estate dealings. Yeah, that's wonderful. So are a lot of those single family homes in the smaller town, are those, the mortgages are paid off, they're free and clear type properties or do they still have mortgages on them? I do have mortgages on them because as I said, I've pulled some money out, yeah. right? I mean, there is a fiveplex that I own, which is about 20 minutes from my house. That one I bought for, I'm going to say 270 I put some money into it, and the last offer I got on it was one point three million. Wow! Yeah, uh, and I turned it down. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? It's giving me if I pay off the mortgage, let's say even in another ten years, that property will give me something like thirty to thirty-five thousand dollars of cash flow. Beautiful. So, Sadna, when it comes to finding money partners or joint venture partners, what kind of things have you done? I have done where they have put down the down payment or are you mean how I find them or how I utilize them? Both. Anyway. 
So I have done it where they've put the down payment down and they've gotten a mortgage. I will go out and find a deal. I have also done it where we put money, both of us have put money in and they still get the mortgage, but we do get the profits 50-50. Yeah. There's so many different ways of working with it. I've also done it where I put all the money, they did the work, and we split the profit 50-50. Okay, yeah. So you've been the so money I'm, all of, you've done a whole variety of different things. And this is why, like, you know, I, I guess somehow because it was based out of necessity, I was able to be so creative. And I never went to school for studying this, or I never did a course on no money down. It was just all, like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to make this happen? And I think it's just God shows you a way. So curious, curious here, are most of your properties in smaller towns or do you have, or smaller cities or? You're Not, anymore. Nope. Not anymore. I had some in Toronto. I have some in Georgetown. I have one in Burlington. I had one in Muskoka. I had about four or five that I sold last year that were in smaller towns. I'm just trying to clean up my portfolio now. And then, I mean, I've done some flips as well in between. There was one in Sudbury. So, I mean, it's all over the place. I just go wherever the deal is. I'm not, I'm not one of those people who I need to stay like half an hour from my house. I don't care. I'll drive an hour. And if the deal is right, it doesn't matter. Okay. Well, that brings up another really good question that I'm sure a lot of people are wondering is how do you manage these properties that are so far away? The far away ones, I have a property manager and the ones that are close by, I've managed them myself. Okay, so for example, you're in Toronto, you've got that little house in Sault Ste. Marie, which I don't know how far away that is. But Sault Ste. Marie from my house, I'll say from Toronto is about seven hours drive, one okay. hour away. All right. So, so you, I'm you, not you going be, there every time. You don't want to drive it there very often. No, no, I don't. So how do you, and especially in a small town, how do you find a good property management company that wants to take care of a single family home? Because... Well, I have other properties there. At one time, I did have, I mean, right now, remember I said to you about the 10 flex, so I have eight, 10, 11 units in Sault Ste. Marie. Okay. I have five in Georgetown. I have one in Burlington. There is one I'm looking at right now in Brantford to go do a flip with that one. Mm-hmm. And I've got one at my house. I finished my basement about four years ago. And there is another income producing property now. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. So I guess my question would be back when you just had that one house and Sault Ste. Marie, I'm probably saying it wrong. No, no. It's actually exactly the way you said it. Sault Ste. Marie. (laughs) All right. Were you able to find a property management company to take care of just the one unit? Yes. Yeah. Because as I was looking at that, so what happened in that scenario was that the real estate agent that I was using, I used him for that one house. And then when I bought my next sixplex there, then it was just continued on. And then he went on and joined a professional property management company. And then it went from there. So now I have a management company that looks after the stuff. Very, very good. Well, time flies when we're having fun. So <laughs> it already flew away. <laughs> yeah, it's flying away, Sadna. So if people want to find out more about you and what you're up to, I know you you do some limited coaching with people sometimes. 
So if people want to find out more about you and, and connect with you, what should they do? Okay, so I have a website called www.singlemommillionaire.com. Yeah. And if they reach out to me from there, I could send them a report that is seven steps to success in real estate. That's one thing. And then also I am working on a no money online course. I want to do an online course because every time, wherever I go, people want to know how did I do it? So I'm thinking I'm going to do an online course and hopefully I can reach out to you then as well. And then we could put something there. That sounds like fun. Sadna, thank you very much for your time and sharing some of your experience and wisdom with us. Thank you. All right, everyone, take care, and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, thanks very much for checking out the Property Profits podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. We very, very much appreciate it. And if you're looking to create a regular flow of inbound investor inquiries, about your real estate deals, then I invite you to attend one of my upcoming live online demonstrations. And you can check that out at InvestorAttractionDemo.com. Take care.